Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's time for another episode of Cover Your Assets KC. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors with an office in Overland Park. And we're online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. We've got a great show today. David, hope you are doing well and energized for today's episode. What's up? (laughs) I'm super energized about today. (laughs) This is one we teased last time on the last podcast. And you know what? The market's down what seems like a bunch and maybe a bunch more before we're done with this downturn. It could be a little scary when you're when you're either getting ready to retire or you have recently retired and you're like, oh my gosh, should I have hung on for another couple of years? So, you know, without giving specific advice to listeners, which of course we couldn't do because we don't know their individual situations, I hope we I hope I don't get too deep into the weeds. I hope something comes out of here that's actionable for for our listeners. So that's that's kind of the goal today is talk about the current market environment, especially if you're getting close to retirement. Well, you uh, teased this on the last episode as advice for the almost retired. So if you consider yourself in that category, almost can be a little bit of a loose definition. So if you personally feel like you're almost retired, you're getting close, it's on the horizon, it's something you're thinking about, then this will be a good show for you to pay extra attention to, I suppose. And you said it, David, more and more people retiring every day. We got about 10,000 boomers. I think that's the, the, the number that I've seen are retiring every day. Lots of people who are in that about-to-retire category just based off of that number alone, or maybe they've recently retired. But yeah, we see the stock market down 15% since January, depending on what day you're looking at it. NASDAQ down even more. So I have a feeling, because I'm not almost retired, yet (laughs) these drops get me a little nervous, David. I can only imagine what some folks who are close to retirement and haven't put together a good financial plan yet might be feeling, and maybe even wondering as far as should they retire uh, on the same schedule with these recent drops. So I know you're not going to be able to give that specific advice on everything on today's show, but it leaves this kind of overwhelming question of what should the almost retired do. Yeah. So it's funny that you, a couple sentences ago, we could have probably just made it a two minute podcast and say, make sure you have a really good plan in place. (laughs) And if it's not a written plan, it's not a plan. That's too vague though. And and you like details. You're a detail guy. I'm a detail guy. So we're going to get into some details. You know, uh, earlier this week, late last week, we had a couple of really weird quotes from big people. Uh, in the news that kind of play into my narrative for where we're going with this market downturn. So Jamie Dimon, CEO of um, JP Morgan Chase, biggest bank in the country, he says things like, we're bracing ourselves. It's a hurricane. That hurricane is right here, right down the road, coming our way. We don't know if it's a minor storm or Superstorm Sandy. Part of the hurricane is higher oil prices. I'm watching this train come down the tracks, and I'm very sad about it. That's what Jamie Dimon said. And that's uh, like Elon pretty, Musk. pretty inflammatory from a <laughs> like somewhat you know like a respected person, like someone that's not just always throwing out inflammatory type comments, right? Exactly. I mean, he's usually pretty optimistic, and you know, letting people know you know things are good. So keep doing your banking with us. Uh, Elon Musk is out there talking about cutting his workforce by 10%. And he says, quote, he has a, quote, super bad feeling about the economy. (laughs) Wow. You know, he doesn't have a super bad feeling about many things. No. And that doesn't mean the next 5, 10 years, but the next 6 to 8 
10 months could be pretty tough sailing. And then Goldman Sachs president um, said something like, I'm not going to use any weather analogies <laughs> referencing Jamie Dimon, uh, but he spelled out his fear that uh, from risks that inflation, changing monetary policy by the Fed, and Russia's invasion of the Ukraine could kneecap the global economy. So there are... Boy, that, that's a tough visual, isn't it? Knee, a kneecapping <laughs> of the economy? Jeez. Yeah, especially when talking about the Russians in Ukraine. Yeah. So these are big, thoughtful people that are saying, it could get really weird out there, and you should know where your money is. Maybe that's, maybe that's kind of what they were saying is, you don't necessarily have to be fearful, but you should know where your money is, because a storm is a coming, and it's a bad time to not know where you are. So the setup that I want to use for the rest of this podcast is basically a pretty balanced portfolio that I bet a whole lot of our listeners will be able to relate to. So let's say that your 401k, your retirement money, is set up fairly balanced. You've got, for instance, about 45, you've got 70% in stock and 30% in fixed income. Fairly normal. Most people get to the end of their work life a little overweighted to stocks. And so 70-30 is a little overweighted. Uh, let's say you have 45% in the S&P 500. And uh, you've got another 10% in the NASDAQ, that, you know, the tech-heavy stocks that have been doing so great over the last 10 years. Maybe you've got 15% in international, mostly developed international. You're not, you're not looking around in the emerging markets, but you've got some Europe and some, some Asian exposure. And then you've got 30% in fixed income. And then for this example... I chose four different ETFs that mirror those things. The bond ETF I chose is one that is seven to 10 year treasuries. So intermediate term treasuries. So that sounds, you know, pretty balanced. And you ought to have a, a little bit of good going on when, when bad stuff's going on in the stock market. Right now, that portfolio, the S&P 500, including today's activity, would be down about 14.5%. The international is down about 12.7%. The NASDAQ is down a little over 23%, and a 7 to 10-year treasuries are off 11.5%. So you kind of think, well, wait a minute, I thought, I thought bonds were supposed to go up when stocks go down. Well, the problem is the Fed's raising interest rates. So when you might hear a snippet from somebody on CNBC saying, wow, there's really been no place to hide this year, that's what they're talking about. There hasn't, you can't hide in bonds, you can only hide in cash. And then I hear silly people on CNBC saying, well, with 8% inflation, cash is a, is a bad asset. Well, I don't know if your stock portfolio is down 14 and your cash is down zero. I'd say it's been a pretty good asset for the last three or four months. So, so the, I threw a lot of numbers at you, but, but year to date. So if you had that balanced portfolio, year to date, it's down exactly 12.62%, which probably doesn't feel very good if you had, you know, million bucks and you're down 130 grand. Yeah, I just grimaced, grimaced a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're thinking, man, I thought I had a pretty balanced portfolio. And now Jamie Dimon is saying, this isn't over. We so might I, need, have I need to jump out. I need to get out right now. <laughs> well, so that's the, that's the, most people would say, I can't afford to lose this money. There's a pretty decent chance of a recession. If not this year, then in the next couple of years which would cause a real bear market, which is down historically, a bear market brings at least a 35% drop. And we're down half of that right now. 
The last two major downturns took five years to recover. If you're one year away from retirement and your portfolio is getting ready to drop maybe 25 or so percent, are you, does your gut stay willing to let you stay invested for a five-year recovery? What you're likely to do, what most people do, maybe you're not that person, but most people will sell out of fear. They don't sell at the top because that's, that's when your greed bone is really aching. You sell close to the bottom because you say, wow, market's down 35%. What if it goes down 55% like it did in 2008? And so you sell out and then you wait for the coast is clear message, which never comes. <laughs> nobody rang a bell on January 1st saying, hey, market top. And nobody's going to ring a bell in early October this year, for instance, to say, hey, all clear. So I'm going to suggest, I'm not advising anybody on this, but I do want to suggest two different alternatives that someone in early into retirement or someone nearing retirement might use to put themselves in a position where they don't have the urge to do something silly at or near the bottom, and that would be cashing out because of fear. Sound okay? I think, uh, I think we can be on board with that. Okay. So solution one is, is pretty time-tested, and anybody with a Google bar could um, Google uh, three buckets in retirement. So yeah, I'm going to go through this kind of... your red bucket, your green bucket, and your uh, <laughs> yellow or gold bucket, depending on uh, what color you see. Almost, it. <laughs> almost exactly. Well, you know what? I could probably do red light, yellow light, green light here. But what I'm going to suggest is that bucket number one would have the money you're going to need for the first two years of retirement. Now, some advisors are going to say, well, some are going to say the bucket strategy is silly. Others are going to say, well, you should only have one year's worth of money in the first bucket. Others are going to say, well, it ought to be one to three years. So there's no magic here. But if you had one to two years of money in bucket one, and bucket one is something that isn't going to earn you very much, and it's not going to lose you very much either. It's your safe money. Then a lot of people can weather a storm when they know they've got the first two years of their retirement money sitting in something that's not going to go down in value. So that's what bucket one is for. Bucket two might be, for instance, the money you're going to need in years three through seven of retirement. So I already mentioned that the last two significant bear markets took five years to get back to even. So if you knew that you had a bucket, the first two of your buckets were going to carry you mostly unharmed for the next seven years, you should feel pretty confident that you have a, an investment plan, an investment strategy that is going to carry you through the, the trough of the market and to greener pastures on the other side. And then, of course, year three would be all the rest of your money, stuff that you're going to need past in year eight and beyond. And frankly, with most retirees I know, it's a lot of money you are never going to need, even if you need some long-term care along the way. So let's say the um, that's kind of a 15% maybe of your retirement assets. 15% is in bucket one, 35% in bucket two, 50% in bucket three. Well, the 70-30 allocation that I mentioned earlier is 70% stock. So let's say that the entire third bucket is all stock. And based on my view of the market, it certainly stunk for the last 
five months. And it's probably going to stink more for the next three or four months. But after that, unless we do go into a serious recession, we're likely to come slowly out of this. And that money is going to be is going to be looking really good about eight years from now. It's going to be looking really good probably a year to 18 months from now. But eight years from now, there's a very high probability that that bucket is going to be worth more or a lot more than it is today. So yeah. it's really those first two buckets that you need to be concerned about when you're deciding, am I fearful or am I confident? And uh, what if I'm fearful, uh, pick up the phone, give you a call, David? Is that the uh, <laughs> solution there? And if I'm confident, do I maybe still do the thing to make sure that I'm not overconfident? Well, I would say that, that kind of depends. If you're confident at the bottom, then you're probably a really good do-it-yourselfer. If you're fearful after a 10 or 12 or 15% downturn, you are likely not a good do-it-yourselfer, and you should find some help. How's that? I like it. I'll take it. Uh, I I think it's good. No, it makes a lot of sense, David. And so I think that's something that people can kind of lean into after listening to today's show a little bit. And you're kind of sitting there maybe wondering, maybe squirming a little bit, you know, what should I do with this volatility and with what's going on? Well, that simple two sentence, uh, very short answer was, you know, get that plan in place and you'll, you'll be feeling a lot better about things, but then some good details to kind of back up what that looks like, how it should feel to have a good plan in place. Those things should all point us in the right direction, I think. Right. So that's asset strategy number one. There are probably about as many asset strategies are there as there are advisors in this country, and that's a lot. But that's one that is pretty common. You can read about it on a Google search, and it might just make sense to you as a way to protect yourself from doing something silly close to market bottoms. My solution, what I use it with most of my clients, is something different than that. It's more complicated, and, and studies would tell you it's more effective than that. But it's not necessarily easy to do on your own, and it's also easy to lose confidence in if you're not using an advisor. So what, what I do is I use a triggering mechanism. I'm not going to go into significant detail here, but I'll tell you exactly what it is. We look at the 50-day and 200-day moving averages of, for instance, the S&P 500. And most times over a 50-year period, the 50-day moving average is going to be above the 200-day moving average. In other words, prices are rising, usually gently rising, sometimes otherwise. But when the 50-day moving average crosses below the 200-day moving average, that's what I refer to, to my clients as a hurricane warning. It's just funny to me that Jamie Dimon trotted out the hurricane analogy uh, uh, late last week. But I refer to it as a hurricane warning. And then I go to, I, I tell my clients, if you live in Florida, you might get, and, and over a 10 year period, you might get five or six or seven hurricane warnings and you only get hit by one or two. So with this particular system, you're going to get some false alarms. But in the study I've done of this type of system, you don't get hit by a hurricane without get the warning. You might choose to ignore the warning but you're going to get a warning. So right now we got that warning. It was in mid-March. And part of the difficulty with using any system, no system works perfectly all the time. This particular system, the alarm went off and calls for a change to safety. In other words, let's say you had that 70, 30, 
portfolio that I started the podcast off with. 70% stock, 30% bond. When this hurricane warning goes off, you would very likely switch to 30% stock and 70% bond. You go significant to safety. Now, what we did was we didn't go to 70% bond because interest rates are rising, bond prices are falling. So we went to largely cash because cash isn't going up or down. And when everything is going down, you just as soon have cash. But that's more detail. Sometimes this gives false warnings, like hurricane went 100 miles to the east or to the west. Two or three weeks after this my financial hurricane warning went off in mid-March, the market was higher by about 5%. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this doesn't look very good. Well, right now it looks really smart. And I think it's going to look even more smart next month and the month after and the month after that for several reasons that would take too much time to go into. But the Fed appears to be committed to being very vigilant about raising rates, continuing to raise rates. Uh, the economy is slowing, whether that's supply chain or people getting nervous or Jamie Dimon telling people they're going to be out of work or Elon Musk cutting 10% of the jobs or et cetera. Uh, stock market's down, which makes people a little bit more wary. So there are a number of reasons why I'm convinced that we're probably in for another 10% down from here. Not necessarily a prediction, but I'm pretty convinced of that. So this solution, when people look at their statements, when my clients look at their statements and they go, oh my gosh, look at that. Market's going down, but I only have 30% of my hard-earned savings in the stock market now. So if it goes down a lot more, all that does is provide a better buying opportunity one month, two months, four months later to get in at lower prices which is going to help my retirement portfolio over a 5, 10, and 20-year horizon. So that's a second solution, using a 50-day moving average, 200-day moving average crossover. There are a bunch of other ones. I, have, I, have, I know people and I have some clients who have a lot of money in annuities, fixed index annuities in particular. Well, they're sitting there going, all right, well, I'm not going to make anything on those this year, but they don't lose a penny in a down market. So lots of different tools you can use to build the retirement portfolio that best suits you and your emotional state when markets are going down because everybody's happy when they're going up. Good points all across the board there, David, and I can see why you use that strategy. It's nice to be able to simplify things. Um, the bucket approach is a great explanation for, I think, grasping onto the general concept, and then you certainly take it many steps forward from there with your clients. And I know we didn't get uh, every single little detail today, but that's certainly a good number of ways to uh, look at the puzzle, see some examples about how that plays out. Uh, if you need help with your financial planning, you want to talk to David about getting on the right path to get to and through retirement, getting that written plan in place, not just kind of this, you know, yeah, we'll talk about retirement, we'll see how we feel about it, but to actually do it, uh, pick up the phone, give him a call, get a review of your situation, see if you'd be a good fit to work with one another. 913-317-1414 is that number, or you can go to coveryourassetskc.com. Any final thoughts on this one, David, or uh, additional items to add? Well, since this isn't actual advice for anybody, but I did kind of want to conclude with, well, Dave, those were kind of interesting things, but what, what do we do? Okay. 
And so just super quickly, if you're in your 30s or 40s, I would suggest that in the vast majority of cases, you just dollar cost average into your 401k or your IRA or your SEP account. And don't pay a lot of attention to what the market is doing because if you're in your 30s or 40s, this type of market is going to happen at least a couple more times before you retire. If you're in your late 50s or early 60s, you're kind of in that retirement red zone. I would say the first thing that's really important is know yourself. Know who you are and know what you own in your portfolio. Uh, I mentioned earlier, but 2001 and 2008, those bear markets were 50% drops and they took five years to recover. If you're prepared for that, then good for you and you're probably a really good do-it-yourselfer. If that makes you really uneasy, then I'd find some good advice. The average downturn in a recession is about 35%. We're down about 15%. If we have a recession, even a mild recession, we have another 10% drop to go. Just be prepared for that. Don't be fooled by big market rallies in a bear market. Super quick. But in 2007, 8, and 9, when the market went down 55%, we had a 12% rally, we had an 18.5% rally, and we had a 24% rally, all before the market finally settled 55% down. So don't get fooled. I think we're in a longer-term situation here. And don't get fooled when the market is up 5 or 6% thinking, oh, good, the coast is clear. It's probably not. And finally, the Fed is unwinding a super big experiment. We've never had negative interest rates before. In the history of the world, this quantitative easing they've been doing is buying all these bonds and, and Congress has been printing money like crazy, trillions of dollars. Inflation is higher than I ever remember it. Uh, and I lived through the 70s and 80s. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So if you're in that retirement red zone, make sure you know who you are emotionally when the market's down 25% and make sure you know exactly what you own. I love next it. week. <laughs> Sorry, Walter. <laughs> On next, next week's week. program. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Markets are down. There's some losses in these portfolios. Is there a strategy that you can use in a down market to manage the tax bill on your investments? And I'm going to try to put that together in a fairly concise fashion so that I can give you a couple of ideas as to how you might use a down market to your advantage before December 31st rolls around. I like it. Let's make, uh, let's make something out of uh, some down times here. Um, fantastic. I look forward to that conversation. That'll be the next time here on Cover Your Assets. Casey, one more time, if you want to get in touch with David and ask any questions that might be on your mind. You can talk to him, 913-317-1414, or online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, thanks for the help this week. Enjoyed it, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting again soon. I will look forward to it as well, Walter. Thanks. Very good. We'll see everybody next time right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. For David and Walter, see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.